We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Here at Twice Daily. Details at vision.org.au. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. Jewish people have always believed that the Messiah would have to suffer because of Christian anti-Semitism and persecution being the worst they've ever experienced. They just can't accept that Jesus is that Messiah. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. We learned on the last program that the Old Covenant prophecies seem to describe Messiah as having two very distinct roles. One seems to suggest that he will suffer for his people. The other indicates that he will be a warrior king whose rule will be over the whole world in righteousness. Is this an either-or question, or could it be both? Well, remember we mentioned last time it was the expectation is either the Mashiach ben Yosef, the Messiah son of Joseph, or Mashiach ben David, the Messiah son of David. It's got to be one or the other, or it could be both. <laughs> <laughs> and we we uh, featured again Isaiah 53 that describes his suffering servant. And it's not the only one. There is also uh, Messianic prophecies in the book of Zechariah that also describe a suffering servant. And it, it's very, very interesting that we were talking about this conundrum that the Jewish uh, religious leadership have on how how do we reconcile both these Characteristics. They're both Messiah. They both. They are definitely Messiah. But how is he going to come? In, in what persona is he going to come? Well, the not in every case, but in in very large part, there are is a prevailing view amongst the religious Jewish leadership that one or the other is going to come. But it is dependent, they believe it's dependent upon them, on how they conduct themselves. So the gist is this, if if they are behaving favorably or righteously or honorably pleasing God, then Messiah is going to come as a warrior king and he's going to establish his kingdom and his throne in Jerusalem. He will establish righteousness across the earth. Eventually a temple will be built and it will be called a house of prayer for all nations and it will be a time of great peace when Messiah comes. He's going to establish peace and it'll be for the blessing of the whole world, not just for the Jewish people, but for the whole world. If they're behaving righteously, living godly lives now, doing good deeds for others, then they believe he's coming back as Messiah, son of David. If they're not, if they're not living righteously, if they're not honoring God, if they're not obeying the law, if they're not doing good deeds, then the Messiah is going to come as Messiah, son of Joseph, and he will then have to suffer in the place of his people. So the prevailing view is this, that they're the ones who determine how he's going to come and what role he's going to fulfill. Again, this is kind of going back to a a works righteousness kind of Mm. salvation. They're waiting for their redemption. How their redemption comes is really dependent upon them. That's how some, not all, within the Jewish religious community are reconciling this to Messiah mm. problem that they have, this conundrum. But I want to go back just a little bit about the historical view that the Messiah has to come as a suffering servant. Okay, there was um, a rabbi called uh, Rabbi Menachem Brod. Uh, he, he's in the Chabad movement. 
Now, he actually agrees that Isaiah 53 talks about a suffering Messiah, and he wrote a book called Days of Messiah, and in it he says this, By his suffering, the Messiah atones for his generation and enables every Jew to gain salvation. As it was said, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. He's quoting the uh, prophet Isaiah there. Mm. And he's saying that Messiah is coming as a suffering servant. Uh, then there is the book of Zohar. The book of Zohar is Jewish mysticism. It is not inspired scripture. And I'm not even endorsing it or recommending that anybody read it. But it is a source material. Um, but it says that Messiah would suffer as a result um, that Israel would be saved from judgment according to what is written in Isaiah 53. Then there's another really, really, really famous rabbi. He is called, his nickname is Rambam <laughs> and a uh, very cool name. And he interpreted Isaiah in the Zohar as saying this. He said, because the stripes by which he is vexed and distressed will heal us, God will pardon us for his righteousness. And we shall be healed both from our transgressions and from the iniquities of our fathers. So that's in the Zohar. Mm. That's a quote by Rambam. And I tell you, he is so revered throughout. All Jews love Rambam. There's another really well-known um, rabbi. His name is Moshe el And he said about Isaiah 53 that the Messiah would willingly accept suffering upon himself. So he's, again, he's looking at the source material, the word of God, Isaiah 53. And he said, yep. The Messiah is going to be a suffering servant. But then if you look um, in uh, Zechariah chapter 12, this also predicts that the Messiah would die by piercing and by the puncturing of his body and that in his death the Messiah would take the transgressions of his people upon himself. So this is what Zechariah wrote in Zechariah 12.10. And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and pleas for mercy, so that when they look on me, on him whom they have pierced, they shall mourn for him as one mourns for an only child and weep bitterly over him as one weeps over a firstborn. So here, this is saying that the people of Israel, the Jewish people, are going to look upon the one they pierced and rejected who was pierced and rejected? The Messiah mentioned yeah. in Isaiah 53. And when they recognize him, they're going to mourn as if they were mourning for the death of their only child. And the very interesting thing about that is that Rashi, Rabbi Rashi from many, many like, thousand years ago, but he was one of the first religious leaders to suggest that Isaiah 53 was actually talking about the Jewish people. Right. Yet he himself says that that prophecy in Zechariah 12.10 is talking about a suffering Messiah, mm. a suffering Messiah that actually matches the suffering Messiah <laughs> in Isaiah 53. So all of these things tell you that historically the Jewish people have always believed that the Messiah would have to suffer. But as we've discussed before, because of Christian anti-Semitism and persecution being the worst they've ever experienced, they just can't accept that Jesus is that Messiah. And let's not forget, because of their rejection of him or the religious leaders at the time he was there, there is a judicial blindness upon them that for many of them they can't see. But here's the thing. We know that not only did Jesus come as a suffering servant, we know he's coming back as a victorious king and warrior. We, Ian and I were listening to a... Uh, a radio broadcast from Israel, and it was uh, the host was Rabbi Tovia Singer, who lives in the old city of Jerusalem. 
and he is quite anti-Christian for those reasons of persecution. But he was having a a conversation with another rabbi on his uh, radio program, and they were talking about the Messiah, the Mashiach, and what he was going to do when he arrived and what all of the characteristics were of the Messiah. And Ed and I were sitting listening to him and we were getting more and more like, oh, you know, I guess we were kind of anxious because he was describing Jesus to a T. Mm. And then right in the middle of this conversation, uh, Rabbi Singer jumps in. He says, oh, and, and let's not forget when the Mashiach comes, he's even going to ride into Jerusalem on the back of a donkey. Oh, wow. And Ed and I just about jumping out of our skin, <laughs> yelling at the radio. He already came in on the back of a donkey. Yeah, you know. And he said that they didn't recognise him, and so <laughs> exactly, yeah. they didn't recognise him. Uh, but the people recognised him because they were singing Hosanna yeah. in the highest, and oh, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This messianic uh, psalm, and the religious leaders came out and said, "Tell your disciples to stop it." They recognized mm. that the people were calling him Messiah and they just couldn't accept it. But the thing is, we know that he did come the first time. He came in as a suffering servant. He presented himself into Jerusalem just as they were presenting the Passover lambs yeah. before that festival took place. Jesus presented himself on the back of a donkey and he suffered in the place of his people so that when sin and judgment came upon them or judgment for sin came upon them, it would pass over. But when he comes back again, and he is coming back again, he's coming back as a victorious warrior and he is going to establish his kingdom. He will establish his throne in Jerusalem. He will rule and judge the nations in righteousness. He will rule them with a rod of iron. And in that day, all Israel is going to be saved. They will look upon him whom they pierced. And they will mourn as though they were grieving for an only son. And then all Israel will be saved, as uh, Romans chapter 11 tells us. It's Mm. very exciting. It's a fascinating study. And as always, there's a lot more in the notes than what we've been able to cover over the last couple of programs. So uh, do check that out online at division.org.au slash foundations. But next time on the program, we're going to continue the theme of Messiah, but this time the leper Messiah. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.